Folks, let me ask you a question. When it comes to dealing with experts, don't you know they've got your best interest in mind? Think about somebody in the medical profession as opposed to you diagnosing yourself. You would never do that. When, when it comes to insurance, I would think, yeah, you can go shop your own rates, but don't you want the professionals to do it for you, the experts? Well, I'm talking about the Rhodes Group. My friend Clayton Rhodes and the great folks at the Rhodes Group, they did that for me, and you should know. You should be shopping your rates or having pros do it each and every year because the rates change so much when I'm talking about home or car insurance. You could be saving a bundle if you have professionals like the Rhodes Group shopping for you. They did just that, and they saved me a couple of thousand dollars a year with home and car insurance combined. You can be the next to save a bunch of money with the Rhodes Group. I want you to go to their website. It's Rhodes-Group.com. It's spelled R-H-O-A-D-S-Group.com. Or follow me on Real Matt Land on Twitter. You'll see the link. You can click over and have them give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. Locally owned, a great bunch of folks who are professionals when it comes to finding you the best rates. Go to Rhodes-Group.com. Have them shop your rates. They'll give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes at the Rhodes Group. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. I would call this a very special edition of Welcome to Atlanta, but I think they're all very special as we catch up with some of the greats who have come through Atlanta and Georgia. Here's the guy who never played a day for any of the Atlanta or local teams, but he was born in Columbus, Georgia. He's a Hall of Famer. He's the big hurt, Frank Thomas. I had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week before the big Field of Dreams game on Thursday night that the Yankees and the White Sox played from Dyersville, Iowa, to pick his brain on his career at Auburn growing up as a local product and some major league baseball enjoy the big hurt all right Frank so the obvious place to start is with this field of dreams game which by the way I love this idea as a fan of the movie like so many of us growing up it was always one of those things you wondered if it could happen so tell me how you think this all comes together is this something we can see baseball do year after year as the White Sox get ready to play the Yankees on Thursday night I think it's a great move on major league baseball I've been to Dyersville this site a few times with charity softball games um, and the fans come out amazingly to see it. Uh, for Major League Baseball to spend money and to put that brand-new ballpark right next to the magical field, uh, it's something to see. I was there two months ago for a promo, and uh, people are going to be shocked what Major League Baseball did with this field. And to have the New York Yankees and the Chicago White Sox to be there, uh, two of the hottest teams in baseball, two of the best teams in baseball, it's a magical moment in time. Now, were you a fan of the movie? Yes, if you felt it, they will come. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that, that stick with you the rest of your life. But, uh, yeah, it's a magical movie, and uh, the people care about it. And uh, it's, it's, it's legendary. It continues. To talk, people talk about this. This movie was 1989, and people continue to talk about it. So um, it's one of those things that I'm proud to be a part of this week because I will be there live with the coverage. And 
I'm, I'm excited for it because it's two of the best teams in baseball going at it head-to-head, and it's going to be an exciting night. Yeah, that game will be on Fox, too, for those who don't know. Um, Frank, you grew up in Columbus, Georgia, or you were born and, yeah. and grew up there. So were you a Braves fan growing up? Oh, most definitely. Die hard. You know, Hank Aaron, big Hank Aaron fan. Bob Horner, Dale Murphy, you know, Chris Chambliss, uh, Phil Negro. I mean, those are my guys. Those are my idols. So you grew up in a time, too, when, and a lot of us remember the time when the Braves just weren't good in the 80s. But like you mentioned, there was fun guys, whether it was Phil or, or Horner or – you know, Dale, they had a couple yeah, of good years in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, we had excited players. Yeah. Exciting players. We just couldn't get it together. I just don't think the pitching was great enough. Steve Redrosian. I mean, I, I can I can recall all those guys, man. Glenn Hubbard. You know, it was like that, that's the team I grew up with and uh, had a lot of pride with. So uh, paint me a picture of Frank Thomas in high school because I know you played basketball, football, and baseball. Mm-hmm. We know how great you were in baseball. Were you better at any of the other two sports? Um... You know, I just dreamed of being a pro ball player one day. I didn't know it was going to be football. I didn't know it was going to be baseball. But I know it wasn't going to be basketball. It wasn't tall enough. Six five is just not tall enough for basketball unless you're the quickest man on the floor. And that was not me. Uh, I was playing pretty much power forward center in high school. So uh, I narrowed it down to football and baseball. Took a full ride at Auburn. And uh, the rest is history. I walked into the baseball team. Um, people didn't see that coming, but I did. You know, we won back-to-back state championships in Columbus at Columbus High School. So, um Baseball was something I did want to play, and uh, Pat Dye gave me a chance to walk onto the team at Auburn. So how good were you in football? I was very decent. I could have made it in NFL, but that, that's not for long. And, you know, it wouldn't have been a career. It would have been a moment in time, probably two, three years at the next level. So I made a business decision and chose baseball. So the business decision worked out, as, as we all know. But, like, that, that oh, is yeah. a different life, right? <laughs> life, life in the minor leagues. Well, I'm glad I went through that football period, though, yeah. because – it really toughened me up. It really made me a man. It really made me focus on what I had to accomplish day in and day out. Yeah, but life in the minor leagues is a very different deal, right? Buses and per diem, and it's just yeah. not the same. Like, that's a grind. It is a grind after playing, you know, Auburn football with 80,000 people watching you every day, and then you go to these little fields with 2,000 people. Yeah, it's an adjustment. But, uh, it, but playing football really prepared me for playing in front of big crowds. I was not, you know, going to play at a 30,000, did not – you know, make me nervous or anything else. I was ready to play. Maybe this is a dumb question. Tell me the history of the nickname. Where did the Big Hurt come from? You know, it was given to me by Ken Hawk Harrison. Um, you know, he was great with uh, making nicknames and his own sayings. And, you know, he just went into the Hall of Fame, and I'm so proud of him because he's a great man, and he deserves, deserves it. But he pinned me the Big Hurt within the six months of being with the White Sox, and it stuck. So give me the, the like background from going from Columbus and Auburn. Was it culture shock, big city Chicago? What was that like when you made the, uh, made, made the majors? Um, yeah, it's a little different, you know, to go to a big media city. And you know, on Auburn, we, it was all about sports and good times and uh, positivity. But when you get to a big city, you know, you put you in a fishbowl and uh, they really want to figure out what you are and who you are. So but it, was a, it was a great transition. I've lived here forever, and I'm, I'm proud of the part still of Chicago. Let me ask you about just uh, some picture of, of right now of baseball. We're watching the Braves who are going through this transition where Alex Anthopoulos made a bunch of deals at the deadline. He brought in four mm-hmm. outfielders. He brought in a reliever in Rodriguez. I mean, it, they've sort of done the impossible, replaced a whole broken outfield. It might not be the same with Ozuna and Acuna gone, but what are your impressions of the Braves with the final 50 games to come? Not shy with Alex. I was with him in my career in Toronto when he was assistant general manager. He's a thinker. He wants to win. Um, 
I, I think he, he, he had the magical touch because that's what you needed after losing two big offensive superstars and uh, not his team ahead again. They still got a chance of really winning that division and getting back into the playoffs. Do you look at this team? Now, again, it's not the same team that they broke spring training with. They never got Soroka back. You mentioned the, the pieces they lost. Like, are you of the belief of get in and you have a shot to do something in the postseason? Or is the finish line the postseason for this team, considering they're still not, again, probably World Series caliber? If this team makes it back to the playoffs, it's going to be a hell of a job by the LA Braves, you know, what they've lost this year. So um, it comes down to pitching. I think there's some other teams with much better pitching at this particular time. But, I mean, you got to give Alex some credit that he gets his team back to the playoffs. He, he does not like to lose, and I got to see that firsthand. Frank, the uh, big story around here has been Freddie Freeman, who's about to hit free agency, and people thought for sure he would have had his new contract before the beginning of the season. It lingered. Maybe there were some thoughts for Freddie that you know, he was getting off to a slow start because of it. He's rebounded. He's back to MVP form. But how shocked are you from the outside that Freddie looks like he's going to get to free agency? It makes you nervous because, you know, I, I'm here in Chicago, and I thought Anthony Rizzo would retire Chicago Cubs. So um, baseball has become a young man's sport. I think the cutoff now is going to be 32 years old and teams start looking in a different direction. Um, but Freddie's been special there in Atlanta, what he does with charity, what he does for the people, um, and he's one of the ball players. So hopefully they'll get something worked out because I know he wants to be there, and I was wishing the best because he's a great guy. Frank, are you a fan of the game, the way it's changed, whether it's the rules, the style, the length of it uh, compared to when you played? No, I'm more of an older school. Um, there's some, some parts of the new game I like, but there's a lot that I don't like. Uh, but it's baseball. And uh, every 10 years, there's a change in the era. So, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, as an older guy, keep your mouth shut and just realize these kids are younger, they're different, they like to have fun a little bit different than us. And uh, I'm all for it at this point. You know, I wish some things hadn't changed. I still don't like the backflips and all that other stuff. But, you know, if it's more exciting for fans, so be it. Here's what I loved about you, though. I mean, the power was obviously there. But it went along with on-base percentage and average. Like, I'm sure you took pride. And I'm sure they tried today, but in a different way of, like, being that complete offensive weapon, correct? Of course. I, I cared about hitting. You know, I was an all-around hitter, and I didn't care about hitting home runs every day. I just wanted to get on base, score runs, drive in the big run, and also hit 300. I think the hitting 300 is not on anybody's mind anymore, and I don't care for all the strikeouts. But uh, we're in a different era. Home runs sell tickets, and that's what they want. So if Frank Thomas was in charge of the game, and I, I think baseball's in a really tough position because, like, there's only so much you can do rules change-wise to shorten it or speed it up. What would you do to see right. the game improve its pace of play? The only one thing I would change right now is the shifts. I would give you uh, probably number three. You know, I'll give you three shifts a day, that's it, and uh, deal with it. You can't shift on every player. Are you a fan of DH in both leagues? Are you a fan of the amount of pitching changes yes, or, or yes, that type of yes, thing? I don't want to see any more pitchers hit. Yes, <laughs> the DH is, is, is very positive for the game. Uh, all right, let me ask you one more thing. We talked about the Field of Dreams to start, so I, I want to close there. Um, so you think this is something baseball, and I love the out-of-the-box thinking here. This is something baseball year after year. We could see a couple of different teams making this trip each and every year to kind of give some more nostalgia and, and sort of that extra feel to it. Yes, I think it should be something there every year, and that's a very positive thing. But I also want to give a shout-out this morning to, to what got me here is, is very Lux, uh, number one worldwide progressive lens. Um, I want to thank uh, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm at that age now, 50-plus, 50, 50 and uh, vision is what it is. Press the open is real. 
Pod Eyes. Please go see Eye Care Provider and look up Verilou. And you can find that at EssilorUSA.com. EssilorUSA.com. See your eye care provider and make sure you take care of your eye health because it's very important. Frank, as we wrap up, my co-host, who I do afternoons with here in Atlanta, went to Auburn as well, and he told me a story about Frank. Yeah. He's like, hey, Frank, what's that? Where you go? Well, and he used to say, well, Frank was in class all the time, good student, good student. He was a big guy like you, and he said the, the, the most memorable thing he said, Frank would walk in and say, what's up, big dude? Not big dude, big dude. Do you remember a big, pasty white guy in one of your classes at Auburn? There's a lot of big men at Auburn. Yeah, everybody, you know, a lot of great athletes, a lot of great people. So definitely enjoy my time down there, and I'm going to get back down there this fall with a new coaching staff and see what's going on. Frank, much success in the future. It's great catching up with you, my friend. We'll talk to you down the road. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy. Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screen, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings, boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course, their homemade jumbo cookies. Now, these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on Uber Eats, check out the Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11.30 till 3.30. Again, go to thedailydraft.net or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. All right, hope you guys enjoyed the Frank Thomas interview. It was good to catch up with him right before the uh, Field of Dreams big uh, Major League Baseball production, which I thought came off very well. I thought it was very cool, a good night for baseball and a good night uh, I thought for a lot of folks who watch the White Sox and the Yankees. So from one legend in Frank Thomas to another, you hear him on all the pre and post game with your Braves, Braves Radio Network podcast, the Frozen Rope Report, all of it. He's Kevin McAlpin, who's kind enough to join us here on the uh, Welcome to Matt Lana podcast. Hi, K-Mac. Matt, this is truly an honor. I've, I've been waiting <laughs> for this call for a long time, and it's, uh, it's a pleasure to join you talk a little ball here today. And to follow Frank Thomas, like he's hitting third, you're hitting cleanup. 
Well, you know, I had a chance. Frank Thomas was one of my guys when I was a kid, and I actually had a chance, believe it or not, to drink beer with Frank Thomas at Foley's, that baseball bar in New York, many, many years ago. Matter of fact, Frank Thomas had his own beer for a little while. It was called Big Hurt Beer. That's right. Yep. I don't think it lasted very long because I don't know what was bigger, the bigger hurt or the bigger hangover the next morning. It was yeah. – uh, it was a rough day the next day, to say the least. <laughs> it might it might be meant for guys of his size. Who knows? Maybe that's right. what it is. Yeah. So, probably. K-Mac, as we're uh, recording here on Friday morning, the Braves are ready to head to Washington after winning 2-3 um, in a series where, you know, against the Reds, you would have said before the series, we'll take that bit of a clunker in the finale, but okay. Yeah. So one of the things we found out is Kyle Muller was optioned back to AAA. In the meantime, Jacob Webb comes up, but the bigger picture is that spot in the rotation will go to Waskari Noah. So for at least the short term, we kind of know one of the answers, and Noah moves back to the rotation. My question to you is what do they do when Ian Anderson's ready to go? Well, it's a good problem to have, right? I mean, when you're talking about where do you slot a guy like Ian Anderson, who we talked about before the season, could potentially be in the rookie of the year conversation. Now we know that's not going to be the case, but I think right now it's probably that spot occupied by Tukey Toussaint. And I think the question becomes, what do you want to do with Tukey? Do you want to leave him in your rotation? Or do you think that maybe he could fill that role where you get a few appearances a week and he can give you multiple innings out of your bullpen? So um, I think that's going to be a really interesting – you know, conversation they're going to have to have. I, my first thought was, hey, why not a six-man rotation? Well, you know, it gets a little complicated because, Matt, the team is off this coming Thursday. Then one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in a major league schedule, the following week, the Braves have Wednesday and Thursday off. Back-to-back so weird. off days. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. So, again, now you're talking, if you have a six-man rotation, you're going basically, you know, eight days, seven days between starts, and that's really hard to, to adjust to that when you're a starting pitcher. So, for me, I think that you could look at Tukey as a guy who could really benefit you out of the pen, give you multiple appearances a week. Uh, I think he could air it out, too, and just let it all go. So, for me, if I'm making the decision, that's probably where I would go. But as they say, these things always find a way to take care of themselves sort of like what happened yesterday with Kyle Muller just having another clunker yesterday. I would agree that they do somehow work out, but l- let me throw a little wrinkle at you. Wouldn't Tukey fill the, and I don't mean to, to like call it the Josh Tomlin role of the, the <laughs> long guy, but also, as you yeah. said, you could use him in a few ways. Josh Tomlin has been a, a nice piece for the Braves for a few years, but I just don't know if you look at him anymore as a major league caliber arm, uh, even in mop-up duty, like 5-1 games, right? You bring him in a 5-1 yeah. or 6-1. Those are still games that you can chip your way back. I just don't know that Josh offers you what he did a year or two ago. So slide Tukey in there, Ian back in the rotation with Enoa, and maybe that just yeah. fits best. Yeah, I like that. I do. And, you know, look, Josh has been a – He's been a guy that everyone in that clubhouse loves. I mean, he, you know, they were so happy to have him back. But you're right. Look, he, the, the one benefit of Josh Tomlin is he throws a ton of strikes. He's not going to walk anybody. Unfortunately, when you throw that many strikes against a lineup like the Reds that can hit the ball out of the ballpark, you have what happened on Thursday in the series finale. So, look, Josh has been a, a big part of this team the last couple of seasons. He'll get a, a big tip of the cap whenever he decides or whenever the team decides to move on from him. Uh, but, you know, look, I'll say this. While it was a game that got out of hand in a hurry for you on Thursday, uh, you know, it was nice for him to be able to go out there and sort of wear it a little bit and not have to run through four, five, six different arms on a day where you get seven outs from your starter. So, you know, again, he'll he'll get a uh, he'll get a nice send off whenever that is. And um, I, I agree with you. I think Tukey could serve that role and do it better in a not just 
he's he's in the game when you're up 10-1 or down 10-1. I think that's sort of how you look at that role. So here's the other thing, and, and albeit in defeat, it was encouraging to see A.J. Minter yeah. look the way he did, efficient, clean, two innings. And I don't know that I could expect him to live up to what he did in 2020 where he was unhittable, but what a weapon it could be if you get something looks similar to that and all of a sudden now in the back end of your bullpen – now you've got five or six guys that you can mix and match and not feel like you have to go to the same two or three or four guys night after night. Oh, that would be huge. I mean, look, what, what you got from Minter last year, I think, was obviously uh, more than anybody could have envisioned, especially what he gave you in the NLCS against the Dodgers. I mean, that was just lights out. Now, look, I'll say this. I mean, he's a guy that I think in those higher leverage spots at times, uh, you know, has maybe gotten into his own head a little bit too much. I, I think the stuff has always been there. And I like the fact that a couple of years ago, he sort of dialed back the cutter a little bit, took a couple of miles per hour off of it. You know, sometimes guys in his position, they want to just throw the ball 120 miles an hour. They want to throw it through a brick wall. But I think sometimes it's also you have to learn how to pitch and not just throw. So, look, I, I, I hope, and I'm fingers crossed as I say this, I'm hoping that Minter, the last couple of weeks at AAA, he was serving as the, the Gwinnett closer. You know, the strikeout numbers were up. The walks were down. Um, it seems like he figured some things out. So I'm a lot more optimistic on the future for A.J. Minter than I would be, say, a, a Sean Newcomb went down and put up those kinds the numbers i just i think the future is certainly a lot brighter for minter and if you can get him in there you throw him in the mix if, if he is back in fact with with Matic, who's been terrific luke jackson's been your best reliever all year then you put richard rodriguez in the mix you've got chris martin you throw in of course will smith who has, has blown four saves but you know again that you can certainly do worse than what you've gotten from will this year that bullpen looks significantly better than it did even just a couple of weeks ago no i'd agree and let, let's follow up on will smith um we're always, you know, the recency bias is going to get us when it's a closer specifically. So yeah. he's blown two opportunities, as we said, when, we, when we're talking going to the Washington series out of his last three. But as I, I kind of laid out on the radio, and, and closers are kind of like this, unless you give me the elite right now, and, and this goes year to year, but right mm-hmm. now your elite are Craig Kimbrell, Josh Hader, and I'll even throw Alex Reyes, who's had that kind of year for the Cardinals. And the Braves got him when they were in St. Mm-hmm. Louis. But if you're looking at Will, Melanson, even Chapman this year, Jansen, those type of guys, they've all been in this range of blowing four or five saves already. They're in the 85 to 87% conversion rate where Will is. Um, nobody ever wants to see it happen, and closers are going to go through little ruts, but if you just look at the data and took the opinion out of it, Will's been every bit that those guys have been um, if you just look at the big picture for the full year. So I don't – like Richard Rodriguez might take over, but like I told the audience, he'll blow one or two more before the season's over. That's just the nature of the closer. Right, exactly. And look, I, I don't think the team's in any rush to make a change at closer. Look, he's blown four saves in 26 opportunities. Like you said, that's 80-some-odd percent you know, conversion rate, which is pretty darn good. Now, again, I think a lot of times, Matt, what you'll look at is some fans will say, yeah, but he's making $13 million. He should be lights out every single time. Well, guess what? He's human also. These guys are going to have bumps in the road. They're going to have a couple of, of, of appearances where things just don't go well for them. So, you know, I think ultimately you could do far worse than what you've gotten from Will Smith in the ninth inning. And, look, it, I, I think what you're seeing here, these last couple of outings, his slider hasn't been as sharp. It sort of reminds me of where his slider was last year, and I know a lot of folks cringe when they think of Will Smith and his numbers, especially when it came to home runs that he gave up last season. It's not that bad, and I don't think he's in that 
you know, tough of a spot right now. So I wouldn't make a change. I really wouldn't. I mean, these guys are going to blow saves. It's going to happen. Even the best, the elite of the elite have, you know, outings where they just don't have it. So, you know, look, we, I, I said it the other night after he blew it. I said, I would love to see a save opportunity to the next day. Get him right back out there and try to get himself right. He's been an all-star. You look at the back of the baseball card, and I trust what I've seen throughout the course of my career. So, I, you know, again, if I'm making that decision, I'm not taking him out of the closer role, at least not at this point in the season. Well, and let me add a couple of things. Number one, there are some concerns, right? The, the barrel rate. He's given up a lot of barrels, a lot of hard-hit yep. balls. So that at some point that bites you like it did in these last couple of appearances. The other side of this is, K-Mac, I'm just not one who falls in love with the, like, role thing the way we used to. If in the ninth inning or the eighth inning, the way that the lineup presents itself or the way somebody's pitching, like right now, Tyler Matzik's in a place where I trust him about as much as anybody because he's just lights out. Like I would like if you want if you want Rod, if you want Rodriguez one night or Will Smith one night, uh, if you want Matzik, kind of play it by feel the way guys are going and the way the lineup yeah. is and slot them sort of that way. And I know that can mess with some guys who love to know their role, but I just don't know that we can fall in love with that the way we once did in baseball bullpens. Right, and because, to your point, sometimes the save comes in the seventh or eighth yep. inning where you have a spot where you have to get through there. It's a one- or two-run game, and you're facing the heart of the order. Heck, we saw Rodriguez, was it the fifth inning the other night or the Correct. sixth inning? Yeah. These games, when you're 115 in, they all start to run together <laughs> for me. But, you know, we saw him earlier than you used to expect him, and, and I think that was a spot where Snit and Cranny and the, and the coaching staff looked at it and said, we need to get through this one or we might not have a save opportunity later on. So I'm sort of with you. I don't hate seeing those mixing and matching and saying, you know what, let's put our best reliever out there, even if it is in the sixth inning right now, just because we may not have a save opportunity come the, the eighth or ninth if, if, if things don't go well for us in the sixth. Yes, we're brought to you by the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. It's kind of my go-to. Uh, I'm a little bit lucky. I live in Woodstock, so I'm right around the corner to downtown Woodstock on Main Street to see the Daily Draft, which I've told you many times, it's the ultimate sports bar experience, not your father's sports bar. You're talking wall-to-wall flat screens, self-serve taps, craft bar, chef-inspired menu. And with sizzling plays ahead, if you're planning on tailgating both this summer or this fall, maybe you're going to MBS or Athens or on the flats, or you're hosting a game night at your home, check out the Daily Draft's newest menu edition, the Tailgate Box. Yes, you can enjoy their wings boneless wings, a couple of sides, a bag of popcorn, and of course their homemade jumbo cookies. Now these are pre-order only. You can go to the uh, thedailydraft.net or give them a call at the Daily Draft to get the pre-orders in. If you're also looking for a new place to grab lunch during the week or even order on Uber Eats, check out the Daily Draft. They have a great lunch lineup for only 11 bucks Monday through Friday from 11:30 till 3:30. Again, go to the dailydraft.net or you can check them out on Facebook or Instagram. The Daily Draft, a unique experience from the moment you walk through the door, a walk-up window to order drinks from the sidewalk, craft beer bar, pool tables, darts, wall-to-wall flat screens. You won't miss a single second of the game. Go check them out today at The Daily Draft. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Yeah, the leverage of the situation should determine right. as much as anything. So let me switch gears with you. Uh, Eddie Rosario is not a name that's going to just like resonate with Braves fans, but look at his numbers and the job he did in Minnesota. Even not a great year in Cleveland, but he's he's still a solid piece. I'm curious how the Braves are going to mix him in. Is whether it's bench depth, which is great. I think you can platoon him in a couple of outfield spots. I think the outfield, which man, we were just begging for answers three four weeks ago. Now I mean, it's got a ton of opportunities he can mix and match with. Well, it, you know, and, that, and that's why all of those moves at the deadline not only helped your lineup every day, but it also it helps your bench as well. And your bench take away the month of April has been, you know, horrendous. I mean, Pablo just didn't have anything left. Adrianza hasn't really come up for you in clutch spots. So guys that I think may have been getting a little bit overexposed, whether it's Almonte or Heredia. And guess what? At the end of the season, tip of the cap to all of those guys because none of them. None of them went into spring training this season imagining they would have gotten the kind of playing time they've gotten, especially with a team that had the uh, World Series mentality coming into this season. So, um, you know, as far as Rosario is concerned, I think you can mix and match. You can plug him in there. But it's also another piece to have off your bench. And, you know, you can never have too many weapons and guys that can change the game with one swing. You know, this is a guy that, you know, while his speed isn't what it used to be, he's still a guy that can, you know, get on base. He can steal a bag for you, you know, score from first on a ball in the gap, I think he can do a lot of different things for you. So, again, it's just another piece to have at your disposal. Again, whether it's when rosters expand in a few weeks or whether it's, you know, plugging them into the starting lineup, um, I think it's it can only help this team moving forward. So, you know, you've got four pieces at the deadline. you got a couple before the deadline and Jack Peterson and Steven Vogt. And then you look post-deadline, you're going to get Enoa. you got Travis Darno back. You're getting Ian Anderson and now Rosario. So what, that that's nine acquisitions, basically. Almost a third of your roster will have changed <laughs> over in a, in a three-week span. Um, that's pretty darn good when you look back on where this team was to where it could be uh, for the final six weeks of the regular season. No, I would agree. And as I'm just kind of looking at the three teams, which is weird to see three teams within a game with under yeah. 50 games to go in a regular season. That just almost never happens that maybe I'm looking through a, a Braves set of eyes in that prism. But I think with those moves, I just think they have fewer holes than the Phillies and the Mets. And maybe that's the best way to kind of gauge this, not who's the best team. They just have plugged up enough of their holes came back that I think depth offensively, the you know resurrection here of Dansby over the last couple of months in the middle of that lineup. We know what Freddie's going to mean for you. Ozzy has been Ozzy. Like Riley's had a fantastic year. Now you're getting these reinforcements. I just think, I think they're the best team over the last forty plus games of the season. Well, and think about this. You could have potentially, you know, someone hitting seventh and eighth for you that could hit 20 to 30 home runs. I mean, find another lineup where you're that deep where you could have, you know, a reigning silver slugger award winner in Travis Darno hitting seventh for you. You know, you could, you got Dansby who's having a terrific year. He's on pace for 30 home runs. Ozzy gets his 20th. I mean, Freddie is Freddie all of a sudden in the last, what, 75, 80 games after a really slow start. Um, yeah, things are going well for you offensively. Your bullpen is well, which was, you know, I think a lot of fans really held their breath when that bullpen door swung open. But I don't know about you, but I feel a whole lot better about the pieces that are coming into these games over the last couple of weeks. And really, it's only with the addition of one guy. It's amazing when you put a Richard Rodriguez in there, what that can do to other guys' roles and how someone who may have been in a high seventh or eighth inning, high leverage situation 
now is pitching in the sixth. I mean, that's that's a really good feeling. So, you know, I think the two teams you're chasing, and I say chasing, you're a game back in the division right now. You know, Philly, I think they're very top-heavy in their rotation. Wheeler's been terrific. Nola hasn't been great. Um, Eflin had a good start, and I think adding Kyle Gibson in there really helps them. Um, their bullpen got better with the addition of Ian Kennedy as well. He's been good in the closers role, but getting it to Ian Kennedy is still a bit of a roll of the dice if you're a Philly fan, and believe me, I, I've got a lot of friends back home who uh, are not very thrilled about what they've seen from that bullpen. Uh, lineup offensively, Harper is probably your leading candidate for the MVP right now. Um, Real Muto's a little banged up. You know, Hoskins has been good. Um, So, yeah, I I think offensively they're a good team. The Mets, what's going to happen with DeGrom? I mean, how much longer is he going to be out? When's Lindor coming back? They've got some issues of their own as well, and their bullpen has not been great either. So all three teams that are contending for this division here, um, they all have their own fair share of issues. I think the Braves have the fewest issues of those three that I just mentioned. Um, And, again, it's it's not just because we cover this team and we watch them every day. Keeping a very close eye on those other two teams in Philly and New York. And I do think while all three teams have some issues of their own, I think the Braves list is shorter than what they have to deal with in Philly and New York right now. Okay, I want to finish up by putting the cart like miles in front of the horse here for fun. Okay. Let's say the Braves do win the division. Mm Mm-hmm. Set me up the rotation after Morton, who's been fantastic, and Fareed is your two. Like, how much of it depends on which Ian and which Enoa we see? And I'm not trying to skip over Drew Smiley, but I just think in the postseason, if you do have guys who can miss bats, you kind of tend to go that way. So how would you set it up after the first two? Yeah, it's a good question, you know, because, again, Smiley gives up a lot of home runs, and that's the last thing I want to deal with if I'm, I'm facing a team in the postseason. And the teams you would likely face are, are teams that are very deep offensively. Uh, I think the experience that Ian Anderson got last year was huge. I mean, I, I don't think you can undersell the importance of what he gave you in the playoffs. He got his feet wet. He knows what to expect. He knows not so much. So I think I'm probably going to go – with Ian Anderson just based on the fact that he does have that experience. And then if you're able to advance and you need that fourth starter, then I would probably go with Drew Smiley. Um, I, again, I, and I, I think Enoa could be a guy – you picture him in the pen as a, a guy that could touch triple digits and have that wipeout breaking ball, and he can just air it out and pitch maybe every night for you in relief. Um, that's, a, that's a direction I think would be really big in the playoffs. So, again, I think based on you know knowing he got that experience and had some success in the playoffs last year, I would probably go Anderson 3. All right, K-Mac, uh, go ahead and promote the, uh, the line of K-Mac podcast for the listeners to check out. Where do we start? Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, Domino and I do our, our little pregame daily every day. We like to call it the earliest pregame show in America, <laughs> and I do think that's true. You know, we have that thing up by about 9 o'clock every morning, and so folks can listen to it while they're driving to work. Recap of the night before, we look ahead to the next game, and then, of course, the Frozen Rope Report. We do that a few, di- a few times a week where we uh, bring you in the clubhouse, let you hear all the postgame audio. We talk about this date in baseball history and much, much more. So it's, it's a lot of fun, and I've always, um, I've always enjoy all this stuff you do matt whether it's the daily 10 or welcome to matt lana it's it's great stuff man so i'm I'm honored and i'm humbled to be a part of this here today it really does it means a lot i'm just i thought we were going to be talking about sixers hawks and and nba summer league action i didn't know we'd be doing this much baseball here today feeling like we do that on a separate podcast really kind (laughs) of deep dive into vegas summer league and really bore the audience as much as humanly Mm -hmm. possible okay mac i appreciate you my friend my Sixers got at least a little measure of revenge for what oh, you could have. If that's the revenge that. you want, yeah, you got you had all that one. I'll take that series win back in uh, June. You could have that one in Vegas. I'll let yeah, you have thanks, it. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, buddy. All right, you got it. 
Follow the podcast Spark on social media for live updates as new episodes hit and behind the scenes looks at all our shows. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the podcast part. Avoiding hassle is a big part of what I love in my life. When I have professionals, great folks doing good work for me, that's part of the process. Well, the Rhodes Group is a great bunch of people, a locally owned insurance agency that will find you the best rates when it comes to home and car insurance. They will give you 10 quotes in 10 minutes, which is going to give you the best when it comes to shopping those rates. I'll put it to you this way. If you were born after 1985, the thought of talking on the phone probably makes you cringe. But chatting with a bot isn't fun either. Well, chat with a live local insurance agent. You can do that on Facebook, and you can get those 10 quotes in 10 minutes, either online or over the phone. If you need advice when it comes to the home insurance, when it comes to the car insurance, those rates can jump up at any time. You need professionals to do that for you. Go to the Rhodes Group's website or check them out on Facebook. I would tell you about it, roads-group.com. There's a link you'll see at Real Matt Land on Twitter. Have them shop your rates. These are the pros. They save me a ton of money. They can do the same for you. Go to roads-group.com to save that money today. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Guys, thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it very much. Thanks to Brian Murphy for producing the podcast, and thanks to you guys for making us your weekly destination. We'll talk to you next week on Welcome to Madland. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, and parties don't stop till 8 in the morning. Welcome to Atlanta where the players play, and we ride on them things like every day. Big beats hit streets, see gangsters roaming, uh-huh. and parties don't stop yeah. till Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.